Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Belief in the middle of unbelief. If I can draw your attention to verse number 12 of Romans chapter number 10, where Paul writes and says, really, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. There is no difference between somebody that goes to church all the time and somebody that doesn't go as often as they ought to. There's no difference between somebody raised in church and somebody that came to know about the things of God a little later in life. There's no difference between the people that think they holy and think they straight and think they did all the right stuff. There's no difference from the folk born on the right side of the tracks and the people that were supposedly born on the wrong side of the tracks. There really is no difference between them. The same Lord is Lord of all and blesses just about everybody because the Bible says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today's Palm Sunday. I don't know if you're aware of that. We had Palm Sunday on the screens. Hey, my, we had Palm Sunday on the screens. It's Palm Sunday. If you grew up in church, you know Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter, is a special Sunday. It's not as big as Easter Sunday, but it's a pretty special Sunday. And if you grew up in traditional church, I mean, all of y'all from California, we suited and booted today because it's first Sunday and it's communion Sunday, but but also it is Palm Sunday, and Palm Sunday is a Sunday where you got palms. They gave you the actual green things, and on Palm Sunday, most Palm Sundays, I got in trouble because I used to like to whip people with the palms, and we would be having sword fights. Anyway, that's church kids, but, but it's Palm Sunday, and I I'm not exactly sure how aware you are about Palm Sunday, but I'm sure you are that Jesus is marching into Jerusalem. He sends the disciples to bring a donkey. They steal. No, they don't steal. But they borrow somebody's donkey. They say the Lord has need of this donkey. They bring the donkey. Jesus sits on it. Disciples throw these palm branches in the road and they scream out, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the word Hosanna means Lord save us. Lord save us. It's Palm Sunday. I don't know how deep you get into the real meaning of Palm Sunday. I, I ask questions of the text quite often because I've been in church my whole life. I done heard a million Palm Sunday messages, and I done preached more Palm Sunday messages than I can remember. And so I, I ask questions of the text, although I will deal with it just a little bit exegetically just to be respectful of the actual text because why 
I, I often ask the question, well, why did Jesus do this? Why Palm Sunday? Why this whole big ordeal the Sunday before the crucifixion? If you're aware of the Bible historically, I won't, I won't dive too deep, but for the theologians in the room, you'll know that this was done to fulfill the righteousness of the prophecy of Jesus being the coming king. So if you're familiar with Kings, if you're familiar with the book of Zechariah, if you're familiar with the Old Testament scripture, you'll know that there have been several instances in which a king is crowned by riding in on a donkey. And so this was done, the thought of theologians and scholars has been that this was done so that the fulfillment of the prophetic righteousness of him being Christ would actually be there, that this would continue the proof that he really was the Christ. And I'm trying to rush through this, not because I don't want to do it respect, but because I don't want to lose everybody. Because in the TikTok generation, I've only got a couple of seconds just to hold on to your attention. So let me let that deepness go and just say that there is a historical meaning to him riding in on a donkey. Let me let it go before everybody turns the channel and, and goes on to another Netflix show or something else. Let me get off of that. But just know that there are meanings of things that happened in the New Testament that hearken back to Old Testament prophecy and it should do you, it should make you feel a little good when something prophesied is fulfilled. Anybody that's living on any kind of a word from God, anybody who's got any kind of heard from God, God told you something, God spoke something to you, your mama said something, somebody prayed for you, it's always good to see prophecy fulfilled. I was talking to one, my best friend who I think is one of the most profound deep theological thinkers of our current time. His name is Dr. Christopher Hill, brilliant man of God, my best friend. And he said to me this morning, as a matter of fact, I'm getting to share his revelation before he do. Hallelujah. I'm biting his rhymes. He said to me that he believes that one of the reasons for the, 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 this whole Hosanna and Palm Sunday is because we've got Jesus, the living word. He's about to lay down his life for the sins of the world. And so the people had to snatch something that was living off and lay something living down so that the living word who's about to lay his living life down so that he would march in on something living because he's alive and he's about to give a life worth living and so they snatched these palms down and laid them at his feet for him to walk in on something living since he's about to lay his life down for the sins of the world pretty deep I think it was okay I think it was all right and I I'm like amen okay that's my boy good word let me tell you what I think when I look at the text I think we don't like to focus that much on the humanity of Jesus 
think we like to focus way more on the God of Jesus and don't really like to talk that much about the reality of the humanity of Christ. I do because I'm human and I find being a human not an easy thing to do. I find myself wanting to do right, but evil is present. I find myself wanting to say right, but I also want to smack somebody. I find myself wanting to worship, but I also want to listen to music that moves me. I'm glad y'all came because tonight at the Dream Phil Fest, they're going to be 100 tonight. Last night was, uh, I'm so glad somebody decided to come to church and make a joyful noise since J. Cole and Usher and, and, and Drake going to be hollering and they're going to be 100,000 people that's supposed to be hollering. I'm so glad somebody decided to love Jesus today. I'm so glad somebody decided to love the Lord because we live in a world where the Lord's day is also... So, in my time, there wasn't no concerts on no Sunday night. Didn't nobody shake their booty on a Sunday. The Sunday was the Lord's day. Stores weren't open on Sunday. Brunch happened because everything was closed till after one o'clock. The football games came on at one because they had a respect for the Lord's day. There wasn't no basketball tournaments on Sunday. There was no soccer practice on Sunday. There wasn't none of this on Sunday. As a nation, we respected God's time. We respected God's day. We didn't do a lot of booty shaking on Sunday. Can't get no amens in here. But Sunday was supposed to be a holy day. You weren't supposed to cuss nobody out on a Sunday. You weren't supposed to be lying on a Sunday. Sunday was supposed to be at least one day out the week where you got to be saved. But now uh, we live in a world uh, where we want to shout on Sunday uh, and twerk in the nighttime. Uh, that's the kind of world we live in. Told y'all how I went to the Universal Circus. I don't know if you've ever been to the Universal Circus. Oh, that thing was amazing. I've never been to a circus like the Universal Circus. And they got to playing music in there. And they were playing different songs. And they played some Kirk Franklin. And they played some John P. Key. And boy, everybody was shouting and praising. I literally felt the Holy Ghost at the Universal Circus. Ten minutes later, they started playing Beyonce. And the same folk uh, that was shouting and uh, were the same people backing it up. The same people that was doing this uh, was doing this. And I find myself in a weird world. Back in my day, you knew who the saints was and who the ain'ts was. But now we want to worship and drink liquor. And now we want to mix it all together in a great big bath of Jesus. I wish I had an amen in here. I wish I had a few witnesses in here. And I get it. I understand because there is a saved side of me and there is a human side of me. Am I by myself? I am all man and all saved. And I, I like to look at 
the humanity of Christ. And I want us to realize for just a second that this is his last week on the planet. This is his last week on earth. Imagine if you knew this was your last week. Imagine if today was the beginning of your last week on the planet. And if you knew not only were you going to die, but you were going to die in a hard way. You weren't going to fall asleep and die. Somebody was going to beat you all night. And then somebody was going to nail you to a cross. And folk were going to spit at you and rip your beard out your face and talk junk to you. Somebody be better be glad. You better be glad I'm not Jesus because I would not have died for not a one. Not a way. nobody going to spit on me. I'd have been like Darth Vader. The minute somebody, I'd have been choking people with the force. When they said, why don't you save yourself? Man, them nails would have came out my hands like Magneto. I'd have marked out. I'd have showed them I was the Christ. They'd have found out that day, Jesus killed everybody. <laughs> Andy Christ killed everybody. Y'all wouldn't be calling on the name of Andy because I'd have been like, what do you want? Anyway, my point is, we don't think about the humanity of Christ. The passage in John 15 says, Jesus said, greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. I think a part of the reason why Jesus had disciples and got close to people was because in the tough time of dying, he focused on his friends. He was dying for the sins of the world, but he had to think about the people closest to him to get past it because dying wasn't easy. We already know it wasn't easy because if you know your Bible, you know that in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. So if you think that Jesus just marched happily to the cross, you don't really know Jesus. And what has happened is you have been taught a theology that does not embrace your humanity enough. But if you are allowed to be human, you can admit that dying was not an easy thing to do. Was not an easy thing for Jesus to die. This is his last week on earth. I mean, we could say he went through all of this to fulfill the righteousness of the kingdom, but... Jesus said to them, my kingdom is not of this world. So why go through the, the, the donkey riding? Why go through this marching into Jerusalem to fulfill the righteousness of their king if he's going to end up saying to them, but this ain't really about this earthly kingdom. Their expectation is that he's going to save them from the Romans. He didn't come to save them from the Romans. He came to save his people from their sins. So why go through this? It's almost like a great big tease. Why go through this if you're not doing it to fulfill what they think you're here for? I know. I get it. We want 
to focus on the spirituality or the, the, the generational theological perspective for its own sake. I like to take a little bit of liberties with the passage and suggest another purpose for Palm Sunday. The purpose that I see in the passage is this, that God is moved when people call on him. God is moved when people call on him. Jesus knew he going to be facing the cross in five days. Maybe everybody calling Hosanna in the highest. Maybe the call spoke to the God in him to help him overcome the anxiety that was the man in him. Maybe he needed to have this echoing in his mind as he faced Calvary. Maybe what he needed was somebody to make some noise so that when it came time to be separated from the Father and die for the sins of people who don't even like him, maybe he needed a praise before he was able to face Calvary. Calvary. Maybe Palm Sunday is not the Sunday to be quiet. Maybe Palm Sunday is the Sunday for you to open up your mouth and call on the name of the Lord. Maybe Palm Sunday, maybe it's not an accident that the Dreamville Festival is happening on Palm Sunday. Maybe this is a little bit of a competition to see who gonna shout louder. Is there anybody that will shout loud for God when they know tonight something Somebody going to be shouting loud for J. Cole. Is it possible for anybody to shout loud for God when tonight somebody going to be shouting loud for Drake? Is it possible for somebody to call on the name of the Lord? Is there anybody that's got any faith left? That actually believes that if I call on his name, he will save me. If I call on his name, he will deliver me. You may not know it yet, Californians, but one of these days, uh, you're going to need God in your life. Ask somebody that got a little bit of time on you. One of these days, you're going to face a dark moment, and you're going to have to open up your mouth and have enough faith to call on the name of the Lord because the Bible Bible says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anybody know what I'm talking about in here this morning? Anybody ever called on him? Anybody ever been in a difficult moment and you just called on him? You didn't know what to do, but you called on him. You got the worst news in your life, but you called on him. You didn't know how you were going to make it over, but you called on him. You slipped away. You got away from all the crazies, went into your bathroom, and you called on him. And did he not deliver? And did he not set free? And did he not make a way for somebody? I need a witness in here. I need a witness in the building. I need us to tell these young people that God will show up when you call on him. He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. I 
I'm going to preach a little bit this morning. I need somebody to give me a witness to say, oh, God will show up if you call him. Palm Sunday is about your ability to cry out to God in faith. Sit down, sit down, sit down. To put aside all your technological advances and everything you think it's supposed to be. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how much technology we have. I don't care what kind of army we have. One of these days, you're going to need the Lord. If you ain't faced that day yet, keep on living. You're going to face it. If you don't, you ain't faith. Keep on facing it. Keep on living. One of these days, you're going to find yourself connected to some machines and in a hospital somewhere and folk looking over your head at numbers that you don't know what they mean. And if you don't know how to call, if you need an organ, you're going to be in trouble. You better know how to say something to God. And we have become entirely too quiet. COVID has just made us quiet. One of the worst things that COVID has done has just made us quiet. We just used to sitting in the house and watching TV like Netflix, but the devil is a liar. If you don't learn how to open up your mouth, you will not know how to open up your mouth. And one of these days, you're going to have to open up your mouth. I said, one of these days, you're going to have to open up your mouth. One of these days, we won't be able to praise for you. Your mama won't be able to pray for you. We won't be able to do it for you. One of these days, keep on living, keep on living. One of these days, it's going to be you and God. You, you believe me now. Hear me now. Believe me later. One of these days, something's going to happen that's going to shake you to your core. And the only thing you're going to have to hold you up and keep you from losing your entire mind is your ability to pray. No, we done got way too fancy and we done forgot that prayer is what got your mama through. Prayer is what got your grandmama through. Prayer is what got your slave ancestors through. They didn't have none of what you got, but they knew how to call on the name of the Lord. Sit down, sit down, sit down. See, God is moved by the call. He's moved by the call. And believe me, a time is coming. I could make an argument. It's here now where faith will be the currency. I don't know if you're aware or if you're reading, but there's a whole lot of stuff that's going on in the world right now that has to do with the currency. Russia and China, and they, they are coming together. They are tired of the American dollar ruling the world. They are tired of their countries being forced into stuff as a result of financial sanctions because the American dollar rules the world. I could tell by how quiet it got that maybe you're so focused on Trump being indicted that you're not really realizing the real story of what's happening in the world right now. And that is that the American dollar may not be the currency that the world uses anymore. So if you feel good about your dollar, might I suggest to you that whatever your dollar is going to be worth, you better know how to pray. You better know how to call on God. You better know how to have faith yeah. 
no matter what currency we will be using. Really, faith is a currency. The real currency will be faith. The real currency will be, can you believe? And as broke as we are, especially as a people, as broke as we are, as lacking as we are in property, as lacking as we are in family household wealth, the thing that scares me the most about my people, and I know everybody in here ain't black like me, and I ain't the black dude here. I know everybody ain't black, but if there's anything that scares me about our people and scares me about America right now is our faith is weak. This passage says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And my God, if that's true, then we in trouble because we don't really like to hear that much. We've created a world in which we barely listen. We created a world in which we barely hear. We created a world in which preachers got to rush to say stuff. Some of us grew up in a time when preachers, you was in church all day. You, you was in church all day. Preacher just took his time greeting people in the back. And, oh, I see Sister Weldermelons back from church. How are you doing? Good to see you. Let's see. What, 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 what are we going to say? They just had time. Now, we are living in a time in which we don't really listen to anybody. It is rare for us to listen to anybody older. It is rare for us to listen to anyone who knows something we don't know. We all think we know so much that we don't really even want to listen to somebody that clearly knows something we don't know. Even when they're done, we'll say, I mean, okay, I hear you, and that's how you see it, but let me tell you how I see it, because we have grown into a world that is more moved by how we feel than facts. And you think that your feelings override facts. Well, that's not how I feel. So since I feel this way, the fact doesn't matter. It is insane to think that feelings override facts. It's a scary time to think that I have to be careful about how I say something to you, whether it's true or not. Because if I don't say it in a soft, ginger, little bitty, touchy-feely way to you, then you may be so offended by how I said it that the fact that is there will be lost in your feeling. I'm not trying to lose my point, Elder. You understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God, if that's how faith comes, we can trouble if the way to get this currency is to hear, my God, what are we going to do in a generation that don't listen? In a generation without fathers, in a generation without parents, in a generation without grandmamas, when the grandmamas are only 38 and twerking, in a generation where nobody got any kind of sense, in a generation where you barely learned how to be. 
If your mama was scared to hurt your feelings, what we going to do when the word hits you in your face? Your daddy wasn't there to tell you, sit down and be quiet. Because I had a daddy that believed that if you can speak words, you can shut up. Anybody have a parent like that? No, I'm just looking for a witness. I'm going to move on. But I had parents that believed if you can speak words, you can shut your mouth. No, I said shut your mouth is what they said. They didn't say be quiet. They said shut your mouth, boy. Because if you want to cry, I'll give you something to cry about. You'll be crying when I'm done. But you don't cry for no reason. You, must, you cry because you're in pain, and that's it. Other than that, you certainly don't cry because I said no. What are we going to do in a stewardess world, in a flight attendant world, where everybody's mama is a flight attendant? Everybody's mama is down on one knee, face to face with somebody too, like they know what they talk about. Well, what do you want? I don't want no milk. I want juice. But you had juice. You already had some juice now. You had juice. And I'm just trying to get you to have some water because water is better for you. Are you actually arguing with a heathen? Do you know nobody for is saved? What you going to do when the Lord says no? What you going to do when the word says no? What you going to do when life says no? What you going to do when they say no, you didn't get the job? What you going to do when they say no, you didn't make the team? What, they, what you going to do when somebody say no, I don't really like you? What you going to do when you face rejection if you couldn't hear it from your mama? What kind of weak, lame generation are we going to raise when we can't tell nobody the truth? How can faith come if you can't hear? If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. I need a witness in the bed. How can faith come if you can only hear through softness? The Bible says, consequently, faith comes by hearing the message. Let me go ahead and put a smile on my face so that everyone can receive in a wonderful way. Hi, everybody. Pastor Andy. Let me be Mr. Rogers. Let me be Barney. You are special. You're the only one. You're the only one like you. It's not true. There's only but so much special about you. And there's a whole lot of people like you. Nobody wanted to say amen on that one. Everybody's not going to be your friend. Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to think you're great. You can't do everything everybody else can do. 
I have a son who is a genius artist prodigy. From when he was nine and ten, he is our cartoonist prodigy. He is a genius cartoonist. He drew a picture at ten. We were like, wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. We praised him for his art. His brothers started drawing. When they brought the pictures to their mama, their mama said, oh, that's so great. You're drawing too. But when they brought their pictures to their daddy, their daddy said, mm-mm, you don't draw good. This is good drawing. That is bad drawing. Put your pen down and figure out what your gift is. Ain't nobody about to reinforce your gift. That ain't your gift. What kind of crazy world do we live in where I got to make you feel good about something you can't do? If you can't sing, stop singing. If you can't rap, stop rapping. If you can't dance, sit yourself down somewhere. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. No, no, I don't got the voice for it, son. Don't do it to me. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Faith comes by hearing. How can you hear if no one can preach? How can you hear if we lie to you about everything? We have to acknowledge you're crazy. That's what we have to do. We have to acknowledge it. I'm afraid. I'm scared. Because there's going to be a time in which you're going to have to face the reality of life. I'm almost done. I really am. You're going to have to face the reality of life. Life is going to tell you something one of these days. Look at somebody great. They're shaking their head. It's, it's foolish. It is an oversimplification to think that you only get good when you do good. That's not true. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. It is absolutely possible to do good and bad stuff happen. I need a witness. It's absolutely possible for you to be right as rain and all hell break loose. It is possible for you to do everything right and somebody close to you still die. That's why the Bible says when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than me because life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. Life don't owe you nothing. Life don't owe you love. Life don't owe you money. Life don't owe you clothes. Life just owes you life. And you are going to have to take your life and figure out what you're going to do with it. You're going to have to take your life like a mold of clay and you're going to have to form it into something. And that takes faith. But it starts with you being able to be honest that you have a lump of clay in front of you. Not something beautiful. You'll have to make it something beautiful. Amen. 
If you thought that God's going to do everything, God, God's not going to do everything. God's going to do his part, but then you are going to have to stand flat on your feet. You are going to have to figure out in your mind what you need from the Lord. You are going to have to decide that just because life didn't give it don't mean you don't deserve to receive it. You're going to have to figure out that God is on your side. And if God be for you, you who can be against you you're gonna have to decide that your faith is stronger than your fear you're gonna have to speak life when you see death you're gonna have to speak blessing where you see cursing you're gonna have to have faith in God you're gonna have to stand face to face with the devil and tell him back up off my children and back up off my money and back up off my life you're gonna have to know the truth because the truth will set you free. Anybody know the truth will set you free? A lie will not set you free. It's the truth that will set you free. The beginning of faith is accepting the reality. You can't have faith lying to yourself because you'll never activate the need that brings faith. I know I'm trying to preach, but I'm trying to talk. We'll never have faith deluding ourselves over the reality of our situation. Just because you feel a way don't make it real. This is a scary time in which we refuse to accept the reality of our situation. Faith comes by hearing the message. Sit down. Faith comes by hearing the message and the message is heard through Christ. Christ. It's, it doesn't mean something magic. It means Christ. It means the example of Christ. It means that you walk through a Gethsemane. It means that you face rejection. It means that you are in belief in the middle of unbelief. If you can only believe when everybody around you is believing, you're going to be in trouble. If you can only survive when everybody like you, you're going to be in trouble. If you're only going to do well when everyone's supporting you, you're going to be in trouble. Understand, you can't get to success without climbing over top of somebody who's jealous of you and mad at you and angry about the fact that you're determined to do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't get to great without some naysayers. Did you know that the naysayers actually boost you up? Did you know that the naysayers are the very thing you need to give you fuel to move on? Do you know that the reason why the Lord allows some people to talk that junk to you is to make you upset so that you will know the devil is a liar? The reason why that is happening is because you're on the verge of great. But faith comes by hearing. 
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now this passage in Mark chapter 9, which I'm not even going to be able to deal with, and his example is an example of someone who had to call on God in his hour of need. And honestly, beloved, I, when I look at the passage, I, I want to exegete it, but I don't have time. But one of the things that I see in the passage is a father bringing his son to Jesus. And the spirit that's attacking his son is a spirit that robs him of speech, that causes him to foam at the mouth, that causes him to gnash his teeth, that causes him to become rigid. It is a spirit that is trying to destroy his son. And gentlemen, we are going to have to get serious about the spirit that is trying to destroy our children. We are going to have to get serious about the spirit that is causing our children to not be able to say what they need to say. We got to get serious about the spirit that's trying to make our children foam at the mouth like they're crazy. We are going to have to get serious about a spirit that is here to kill them. To throw them into the fire or to throw them into the water. We're going to have to get serious about the fact that the devil is after our seed. The devil is after our sons and our daughters. The devil is after the next generation. The devil wants to make it so they don't even have the ability to reproduce. The enemy wants them to cut things off before they're even mature. The enemy wants them to rob themselves of the greatest gift they've been given, and that is the gift to reproduce after their own self. If you do not see a demonic influence behind that agenda, you are blind to what is going on in the world right now. You don't realize that we got to bring this group to Jesus, and we got to ask Jesus to rebuke the devil off of this moment because this is a crazy moment that we're living in. It's absolutely insane when someone cannot consent to drink or consent to smoke but can consent to change their life forever. If you do not realize that that is a demon force, you must not know God. You must not have a prayer life. You must not know the devil is real. If you ever wondered if the devil was real, just open up your eyes and look at what's going on in the world right now. The thief comes not but for to kill and steal and destroy. I think I'm preaching to somebody in here. Jesus said, I've come that you'll have life and have it to the full. Yeah. 
Nobody goes through body confusion like middle-aged, middle school-aged girls. They all go through an awkward phase. It is insane to allow them to make a decision about their life forever. That is not God. Wish I could get a witness in the building. That is a demonic force. If you ever needed a prayer life, it's now. If you ever needed Jesus, it's now. If you ever needed the Holy Ghost, it's right now. If you ever needed to be a believer, it's today. Because the dark is pushing right up against the light. And we halfway scared to say something, but the devil is a liar. We got to take this generation to Jesus. We got to say, Jesus, there is a spirit on our culture right now that's trying to kill them. It is experimental. It's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've been hesitant to say anything about it, but I don't know why, because it's crazy. I have daughters. I don't want my daughters racing against a boy with a weave. God help us. I, it is an insane moment. If we ever needed the Lord before, surely we need him now. And if you don't think that, you better get down on your knees and fast and pray and cry out to the Lord that he will deliver you. Because we need deliverance. We need deliverance. Elder, we need deliverance. A demonic force has grabbed the hold of our culture and has us talking crazy. We're trying to teach this to people in kindergarten. This is insane. It is time for God's people to pray. What did the Bible say? The Bible says, when the land is jacked up, if my people... I need some saint folks. I need some safe people in here. Not somebody just wants to come and laugh and have a good time. I mean business for God right now. We got to push the devil back up off of this generation. We got to push the devil back up off of this world right now. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God help us. He said he would hear from heaven and heal our land. And we need the Lord to heal the land. If we ever needed the Lord before, we need him now. Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you. We need thee. Oh, we need thee every hour. We need you. It's Palm Sunday. Lord, we are crying out to you. We are crying out, Hosanna, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes and brings deliverance. Now, Lord, consider their threatenings. God, consider this particular moment in time. God, consider the insanity of what is happening in our culture today. God, forgive us 
for our own wickedness and our own inability to acknowledge your presence. But God, the darkness has gotten loud and it's time for the light to shine. We're calling on you in faith. Save us. Save our babies. Save our teenagers. Save our young people. Save our system from the demonic influence of death. Lord, deliver us. Because all we do is hurt us. We need you to set us free. We need you to start with us in the room and start with everybody watching around the world. Let repentance begin in God's house. Forgive us. But then God, in our imperfection, use us. If for nothing else but to cry out and call on your name, set us free. We gotta have belief right in the middle of all this unbelief. Set our children free. Lord, you said that if we bound on earth, you would back us up in heaven. And so God, we rebuke the foul spirit that has decided to attack our culture at its core. We rebuke this spirit that has decided to attack our culture at our children's core. We rebuke a spirit that would cause us to accept as realistic something that is not real. Jesus, we call on your name. Thank you for living so big in us today. Thank you for a word that's from you. Thank you for anointing that destroys the yoke. Thank you for the young folk that were in the room with us. And even if we speak a message that is counter to their culture, God set them free from the demonic hand of the enemy. As you set us free from the demonic hand of the enemy, fill us full of faith. Not just faith in you, God, but the faith of God. The faith that calls those things that be not as though they were. Thank you because of this faith, demons are trembling. Thank you that deliverance has come to this house and all of our homes. Thank you that you are rebuking the devil out of our minds. Thank you that you are anointing to say yes to the counsel of your will. Your power prevails. Let your power fall when your name is called. Set us on fire for you. And we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Put your hands God, together if you believe God for that prayer. Come on, would you clap your hands? Come on, God, live in us so big. We're standing. God, we thank you. We're standing. And we're going to pray now. God, we thank you for the messenger. Come on, where my prayer warriors out? God, we thank you for the messenger. God, we thank you for one who will sound the alarm. God, the one who will cry loud and spare not. So, God, in these moments as he's poured out to us today, God, we take our rightful authority in you 
and we call strength back to his body. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I know we don't come every Sunday, but God, we're coming today. And we're saying, God, we need you to make haste. Hurry up, God. Restore strength right now. And we rebuke the enemy that would try to come against everything that's been said this morning. Those who are plotting and planning right now, we come against it in the name of Jesus. And we speak with the authority of the Holy Ghost that the word will reach and accomplish all it needs to. That men will receive strength to stand up. That mothers will receive strength to stand up. That fear will not grip our parents right now. That fear will not grip us as parents right now. That our tongues will not be muted in this season. God, that we'll speak what you would have us to speak with boldness and authority. Thank you for sending Andy Thompson our way. God, to propel us in in faith. We thank you right now. We believe you and we take our places now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we all say together, amen. Let's thank God for a strength message this morning. That was to help some parents who might have been looking and you might have been trying to figure out, how do I do this? How do I answer this? What do I say to this as a parent? I got an answer this morning. And we stand in faith today. Listen, we're preparing next week will be our biggest Sunday yet. Would you say that with me? Our biggest Sunday yet. We're standing in faith with our senior pastor that will have many seeds coming from many directions and our miracle offering next Sunday, which will not only benefit us by giving it, but it'll benefit the kingdom by receiving it. Amen. Two benefits. going to benefit us by giving it and the kingdom by receiving it. So next Sunday, those of you who are watching online, we're so glad that you took the time to be with us today. And we believe that we'll see you again next week, either at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. Since you're watching online, join us both times at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. next Sunday. All right, y'all. Y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful Sunday. Volunteers in the volunteer lounge. Everybody else, go get your peeps. Go get something sweet. Get them kids high on candy. So they'll come running back to church next Sunday morning. Be blessed. Have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.